Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. So liberalism is a freaking apocalyptic forest fire. Hey, Friday, hold on. Way to come out of the tank. No, listen, guys, it is. I'm going to save some of this for my my Fox show Saturday night because I got a lot to get to today. It just came up. But more evidence that liberalism is an apocalyptic level, cataclysmic, world-killing, black hole forest fire. Joe's like, I haven't even gotten to It's Friday yet. I know. I know. Hold your fire. I'm just not happy. All right. Liberals. I can't stand these idiots. How do people keep falling for this? I've got a absolutely loaded show for you today. Biden figures out on live TV what the real purpose of a vaccine mandate is. <laughs> the Maricopa County audit, huge update, video from that. Questions for Dan at the end, great ones this week. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. So small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. Comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers in the role made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. All right, Joe, let's go. <laughs> it's Friday. <laughs> Joe, Joe didn't need any. And uh, did we miss that last Friday? Joe's uh, got a lot of pent-up oh. energy. Because we had an incident, not the Goofy Glue incident, that was on Monday, nope. but we did have an incident last Friday with the tech. Thankfully, we worked that out. Welcome back. It's Friday. All right, just quick. So go. before the show, and I'm going to cover this on my Fox show because it just came in, jobs numbers fell short. We were supposed to have 500,000 hires this month. We were at 194, less than half, because Joe Biden's a forest fire. Second, Bill de Blasio, communist mayor of New York City, now wants to dump the gifted program for gifted public school students. Why? Because Democrats hate you. They hate everything about you. They want everybody equally poor and stupid. Okay? Moving on. I'll cover more on my Fox show. Because I've got a lot to get to. Video. Joe Biden yesterday figured out on live TV that Joe Biden is a tyrant totalitarian, and he admitted and said the quiet part out loud that the real purpose behind the vaccine mandates was to get rid of employees who believe in liberty and freedom. Therefore, you can have a bunch of socialists working at companies now, take over corporate boards, you can have America collapse, and anyone who believes in meritocracy, freedom, or liberty, you're out, you get the boot. He just admitted it on live TV yesterday. Here's the real purpose of the vaccine mandate. Check this out. When you see headlines and reports of mass firings and hundreds of people losing their jobs, look at the bigger story. I've spoken with Scott Kirby, CEO of United Airlines, who's here today. United went from 59% of their employees to 99% of their employees in less than two months after implementing the requirement. 99%. Joe Biden figures out fractions on live TV. Anybody see the problem with that? So Joe Biden, the pino, president name only, this senile rotting bag of oatmeal, to quote uh, Matt Walsh, the bag of oatmeal line is his, senile's everyone's. 
He just figured out on live TV that if he can get private companies to fire large portions of their workforce because they don't succumb to his anti-science vaccine mandate, that all of a sudden the compliance rates will go up. Now, let me do a quick instructional. Joe, get ready for it. Guy, this is going to be challenging. So right. uh, but it, as Miss Gilfeather used to say in fifth grade, put your thinking caps on, kids. So he said, wow, uh, this airline magically went from 59% of their employees vaccinated to 95%. Well, this is how this would work, right? If 59 out of 100, this is called a fraction. We have a numerator and a denominator, D for down, right? If 59 out of 100 employees are vaccinated, that would be, get ready, Joe, that would be 59%. Stunning, I know. (laughs) I know you're floored by this math. Now, if you want to get that percentage up and you're a totalitarian, you know, you could encourage people to get the vaccine. You could, you know, give them some data. But no, that's not how totalitarians work. What totalitarians do to get the percentage up is they fire the remaining uh, the remaining uh, 40 plus employees who did not get the vaccine. So therefore, let me introduce you to another fraction. 59 out of, say, let's say they, hi- they fire only like 38. So 59 out of, say, you know, 62 employees, you have upwards 95% plus of employees. Joe Biden just figured out fractions on live TV. Just fire everyone. Denominator goes down, percentage goes up. Holy. Holy. You get it? I'm I'm not joking. You figuring this out? You fire everyone. Yes, the percentage of people vaccinated goes up. I know you do. I know you. I can't stand this clown either. Senile, rotting bag of oatmeal in the White House. He cannot screw more stuff up. How in an exploding economy where people are finally going back to work with all the tech we have, do you manage to have a jobs report less than half of what you expected? How do you do that? The answer is you hire a grifter, loser, rotting bag of oatmeal to put in the White House where inflation's out of control and you pay people not to work for months on end and magically people can't afford stuff and nobody's working to produce more stuff so people can afford it. The verdict is in. Color me shocked. Uh, I'm, it's Friday. I know I'm supposed to be a little... I'm not. I'm, not a, I'm, I'm in an extremely, extremely bad mood today. Happy to do the show. Don't get me wrong. And expose these losers. But an extremely bad mood because I just can't believe how stupid so many people are this country are to believe. Everything this guy touches, he destroys and burns to the ground. This this rotting bag of bones. Everything he touches, the economy, the border, the military. This guy gets people killed. He's evaporating the value of the currency. We can't even grow a freaking job anymore in an expanding economy that's reopening because of this idiot. Can't even win an election the right way either. Did you see this yesterday, this uh, Maricopa County audit in Arizona, the election audit from 2020? This is really shocking stuff. They had a hearing up on Capitol Hill. And as uh, Mike Cernovich noted on Twitter, and he's correct, it's really fascinating how all the big mouths on the 2020 election, eh, it's all a hoax. It's all a conspiracy theory. 
uh, rigged election, conspiracy theory losers. It's really incredible. All the people saying that are really brave on Twitter. And then when you get them up under oath, like they were on Capitol Hill yesterday, a lot of these Arizona County election officials, kind of weird how they tell a different story, no? Here's part one of this yesterday. I have two cuts from this. Here's an excellent congressman, Andy Biggs, from Arizona, asking these Maricopa County officials some questions. Hey, did you guys delete a bunch of files? Is this standard practice? That'll be part two. Why did you delete a bunch of files? And listen to the hemming and hawing and the lack of a straight answer by Maricopa County election officials who can't seem to give a straight answer as to why they deleted a bunch of files. Check this out. Is it standard practice to delete files off a server after an election, Mr. Bennett? I hope not. Um, so, Mr. Gates, would you agree with that? Uh, I would say that it is appropriate to maintain files, and that's exactly what we did. We deleted the, the deleted files that have been discussed. They were archived. So you, you, so you admit that you guys did delete, Maricopa County did delete files off the server after the election? That, that, were, that are archived. Yeah, and so when you released um, uh, these, these uh, servers and these, this information to the auditors to begin with, they didn't have access to those archived files at first. Is that fair to say? They did not subpoena those. That's correct. <laughs> okay, so, so you didn't feel obligated to turn that over then to, to them? We, we responded to the subpoena. Okay. Mr. Bennett, your response to that? I find it, frankly, laughable to suggest that a county, in response to a subpoena, could say we will delete files from the hard drives and materials that we give to the auditors because we have those files archived on data that we did not give to the auditors when the subpoena said turn over all the records related to the election. So just to be clear, folks, because you just heard, now it's under oath. Everybody's not so much of a smart ass anymore. Did you notice that? All of a sudden, everybody now under oath is very careful how they ask or answer questions. So just to be clear, there was a subpoena issued for all of the election records. Officials in Maricopa County deleted some of the records and put it in an archive and then failed to turn over the archive. Again, folks, I'm very careful with how I cover material on this show. I don't need to be first. I need to be right. I, I'm sorry that upsets some of you. Some of you want me to jump out ahead. And that's OK. I get it. The show's for you. But I will never sacrifice my credibility. But why in hell would you not turn over material if you had nothing to hide and then try to be cute about it? Oh, well, we turned over all materials except the stuff you deleted. Right. We deleted it. But it was archived. Did you turn over the archive? No, we didn't turn over the archive. And we're supposed to trust these people and everything was on the up and up in Arizona. Just to be clear, don't ask any questions. Wait, here's part two of this. It gets even better. Andy Biggs, who did an excellent job here, asked these auditors, who again, under oath, are completely different. Not tough guys now. He asks, hey, deleting files and then not turning them over because they're archived. Is this standard practice? Have you done this before? You're trying to create server space? Really? Have you done this in a prior election? Check this out. Yeah, see, that's the way I read the subpoena. It was more broadly than, than the county read it, for sure. So, um, so your your Twitter account mentions 
that the purging of the 2020 election database in the beginning of February is a standard practice. Can you please confirm for me that that's what you do for all elections after all elections you, that you do that? I, I cannot confirm that for you today, but we can certainly get you that answer, Congressman. Thank, thank you. Mr. Chairman, can you, can you confirm that today or not? I, I really can't confirm that either today. I, I just know that because there is limited space on these servers, when you have to run another election, then you have to make room for the additional uh, election data. So, so was there additional? Was 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 there still? Well, let me just rephrase this. If that if that is the standard practice, which is kind of, I don't think you guys are saying that you know for sure, but you're. Uh, the chairman just intimated that, that that's the case. Can you explain to me why data was still present for prior elections uh, on the databases in and of itself? Yeah, I, again, I, I don't have an answer to that question, but we'll certainly get you an answer for it, Congressman. Okay. Um, all right. I, I would appreciate if you would give me that information. Now, Producer Jim, I need a favor. Uh, I know you're listening. We got to move uh, our guests to Monday. We got to get Andy Biggs today. I'm sorry. We got to get it. We got to move into Monday or something. We, we need to get Andy Biggs. I, I need an answer for this. So just to be clear, what we just played there. Now everybody's under oath. All of a sudden, all the your conspiracy theory. Alexa was great. 2020 election. Don't dare ask questions. Well, we were all called conspiracy theories. Now under oath, they deleted files, put them in an archive, didn't turn over the archive. And then when asked under oath, if this is standard practice, nobody can give a straight answer. Am I telling you this is hardcore evidence of fraud? No, it's not what I'm telling you. Am I telling you this is hardcore evidence of deception? Definite shenanigans. If shenanigans had a term, this is shenanigans. Had a defined set of parameters. This is shenanigans. And nobody could give an answer and we deserve an answer? You're damn right that's what I'm telling you. And don't be dissuaded by leftist lunatics. Oh, you can't talk about the 2020 election. You can go yourself. This was a leftist. If Joe Biden, if, if Joe Biden had lost Arizona in the electoral count after the election and we found this out about him, there would be a rallying cry right now to look at all this. But because it impacted Donald Trump, who lost Arizona, according to the leftists here, they don't want to ask any questions at all. Nah, no, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. One of the questions I got and asked Dan later relates to this, too, my Wikipedia page. We'll get to that a little bit later. I'm going to try to get Congressman Andy Biggs on my radio show today. I need answers for this. And you deserve them, too. Infuriating. Friday, though. <laughs> uh, here we go. Big tech and, uh, big te big tech and government. Uh, government symbiote. You know, uh, ever see the comic books? You know, the... Venom, Eddie Brock. I used to love comic books growing up. Venom was one of my favorite characters. I, you know, when I was a kid, I used to, I lived in an apartment in, uh, in Glendale, Queens, above a bar, a small apartment with my mom and, uh, and, uh, her husband who was, you know, and, um, it's another story. So, uh, it was like a little storage area outside the apartment. My mom kept the fake Christmas tree there. So I used to go and sit on the Christmas tree. It would probably broke it and bent it and everything. And I would read comic books. It was kind of an escape. I love comic books. And Eddie Brock and Venom. Uh, I was a little older when that came out. But they were a symbiote. This uh, alien organism used to join with Eddie Brock and become this superhero Venom, right? 
Well, big tech and the government is a, an is the bad guy, an evil symbiote, and they are now working together because big government has figured out that what they can't do by themselves to crush you like totalitarians, they can do through big tech, which is actually more powerful and more efficient, right? Libs have figured it out. That they need a parallel enforcer. And the parallel enforcer, crushing rights to assemble, to arm yourself, to defend yourself, to free speech, is going to be big tech. You doubt me? You should doubt everything. Here we go. Nihal Krishan, Washington Examiner. Google and YouTube ban ads and monetization of content by climate change skeptics. You, YouTube, I'm throwing this out there for you right now. Ban my account immediately. I am a climate change skeptic. I am going to continue to flip you the double-barreled middle finger and speak about the climate change misinformation by the left, about global warming misinformation. So you might as well just get it over with, screw tube and Google, and ban the account now. I'm asking you to do it. So we're all clear. Just ban the account. Show us what you're made of, you communist a-holes, and just ban the account right now. Just do it. Just do it. I don't care. I don't. I want you to demonstrate to America the communists you really are. So now, just to stick at the screw tube, we're going to talk about the global warming brainwashing going on in America right now and how the communists in YouTube are working with big government liberals who are a forest fire, destroying kids' lives, with taking away of gifted kids' programs, destroying the job market, destroying America, inflation, gas prices. Big tech works with them to destroy everything. So just to stick it to you, we're going to stand up, we're going to speak truth, and we are going to defy you right now and do a segment here, a short one, albeit, on the global warming brainwashing going on in the United States. We're going to put out some facts here. You know what? Let me just, uh, let me, before we do this, let me just get to my, uh, my second sponsor because I'm going to run through some facts to show you how, again, we're all going to stand up. Stand up, speak truth, and defy. We do it collectively. They can't come after us all. Probably better off I take a breather here. With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. So. As I said to you, and a warning to ScrewTube right now, I'm looking you right in the eye, ban the account today. I will do nothing you tell me to do. I will not comply. I will stand, stand up and I will speak the truth. And every time you tell us not to speak about global warming misinformation from the left, we will talk about it more. So you might as well get it over with now. Here you go. Story number one, Washington Times. This is from September of 2019, but it's an important one. 
So if global warming and the, what the left has told us about global warming is true, then you would think using science that their predictions would be true, right? Let me walk the left in ScrewTube and the communists at Google who own ScrewTube. Let me walk you idiots, losers, scrubs. I know they watch my show. Losers. I have zero respect for you at all. Are you listening? I know you monitor my ScrewTube account. That's why I put our stuff on Rumble first. I don't care. You're losers. Losers. Get it? Zeros. Dangerous zeros. Here are the facts about global warming you don't want people to hear. If every prediction from climate alarmists was true, then you think that's a testable hypothesis. Here's how science works. You put a hypothesis forward, right? We are going to give you drug A. Drug A is going to lead to this, a whatever, a betterment of some position, a diminution in symptoms, whatever it may be. And then you test it by giving it to a control, giving it to a group and then having a control group with a placebo, right? That's how it works. And then you see what the results are and then you repeat it. So if science works, science and your predictions should come true. So what are the global warming alarmists and climate change alarmists? What have they predicted? And has any of it come true? Nope. Eh. Washington Times. In 1970, scientists working for NASA and the U.S. National Center for Atmospheric Research warned of an impending new ice age by the year 2000. <laughs> Joe, remember that one? When, yes. when you and I, yeah, about 10 years before we met, remember the ice age? It was bad, Ooh, right? Was really, yeah, we had parkas on all cool. year. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Joe looked like, back then in 2000, <laughs> since Guy's a Star Wars fan, Joe used to wear the Han Solo Hoth Ice Planet attire every day to work with the goggles, too, because <laughs> it was so cold. That was it. So, in 1970, that one came true, the 2,000-year ice age, right? <laughs> Then in 1974, Time Magazine warned of another ice age. Four years when I was born in 1974. Space satellite show. This was in the Guardian space satellite show. A new ice age is coming fast. We were warned by Brown University's Department of Geology, too, about an imminent new ice age in a letter to President Nixon. Guy's, Guy was born later on, Joe. We're older than him. Guy <laughs> is very excited. He missed the new ice age in 1974. Guy, what year were you born? 90, whoa, whoa, man, you are young. Yes, Guy missed it. Uh, Guy missed 17 years of the new Ice Age. Folks, again, hypotheses, they're testable. None of these predictions came true. Here's the third one. In 1988, environmental scientists predicted the disappearance of the Maldives, the islands. A gradual, a gradual rise in average sea levels threatening to completely cover the Indian Ocean nation of 1,196 islands by the next 30 years. Uh, for those of you not paying attention, the Maldives are still there. Have they, <laughs> wait, there's more. Wait, there's more. It's like an infomercial. Nothing these people tell you is ever accurate. Screw tube. Listen up, idiots. Listen up. Here's more. In 1989, UN environmental experts, experts told the Associated Press that rising seas could obliterate nations by the year 2000. Part of New York City was supposed to be submerged by 2019. <laughs> what happened? He's like, he missed it. That's a good point, Guy. He's like, I was. Just, he hadn't been to New York in a while. He came up to New York with me on the trip to do the five all week, and he's like, my gosh, I missed the part that was submerged. Where was that? I walked outside on the dry land. I didn't need a canoe. He said, yeah, he missed. He bought his fencing gear instead of his scuba gear. He's a fencer, in case you didn't know. I didn't know there were fencers around. He's one of them. Here's the last one. There's more in this piece if you want to read. It's all a joke, folks. 
In 2004, climate hoaxers predicted Britain would be like Siberia by 2020. <laughs> keep it up, screw tube, screw tube losers, you dipwads. Yeah, keep it up. Keep putting all your faith in But this, this is how you know we're descending into totalitarian madness. Here's another article by Forbes in case you're like, as I know what you're thinking. You're a 19-year-old engineer at ScrewTube, which means you're probably a moron and a communist, right? So you're thinking, well, Dan, that was an article at the Washington Times. Even though those predictions that never came true are accurate, accurate the article that they never came true, I said, let me push a you know mainstream, air quotes, article by a guy that's not even like a real anti-climate change guy. Here's an article in Forbes about more predictions that blew it. Why apocalyptic claims about climate change are wrong. Michael Schellenberger. Here are their claims about mass death everywhere due to climate change. Let's see how those worked out. They said it's also true that economic development has made us less vulnerable, which is why there was a 99.7% decline in the death toll from natural disasters since its peak in 1931. I, I thought they told us people were dying everywhere. So you're telling me 99% fewer people are dying of natural disasters? Well, that's interesting. In 1931, 3.7 million people died from natural disasters. In 2018, just 11,000 did. And that decline occurred over a period when the global population quadrupled. Okay, so everything they told us about predictions is wrong. Everything they told us about more people dying is wrong. What about what they told us about sea levels? Is that accurate? That we're all going to be drowning soon? Is New York City underwater? Yeah, I, we missed it. Guy missed it. He didn't have his scuba gear. He was left out in the in the he was left out in the dust. No pun intended. Uh, what about sea level rise? The Forbes article notes. Well, the IPCC, the Climate Change Panel, estimates sea level could rise by two feet by uh, the year twenty one hundred. Does that sound apocalyptic or even unimaginable? Consider that one third of the Netherlands is already below sea level, and some areas are seven meters below sea level. You might object that the Netherlands is rich while Bangladesh is poor, but the Netherlands adopted to living below sea level 400 years ago. Technology's improved a bit since then. This is from Forbes, folks. It's not some far-right-leading outlet. So apocalyptic sea levels, we're all going to die? That doesn't even sound right. Finally, crop yields. What do the global warming uh, alarmists tell us about? Oh, my gosh, crop yields. We're all going to starve to death. We are? The article notes, what about claims of crop failure, famine, and mass death? That's science fiction, not actual science. Humans today produce enough food for 10 billion people, or 25% more food than we need. And scientific bodies predict increases in that share, not declines. Matter of fact, the UN's own food and agriculture program forecasts crop yields increasing 30% by 2050. And the poorest parts of the world, like sub-Saharan Africa, are expected to see increases of 80 to 90%. Ladies and gentlemen, nothing these idiots tell you is true. I am so glad and honored to be on the air every day to be able to bring you the truth and stick it to the man. Who is the man? The big tech government symbiote. These people are liars. They are fraudsters. Nothing they tell you is true. And I will say again before we get out of this segment, I don't give a flying hit with an S in front of it about ScrewTube and their communists. Ban the account today. Demonetize it, ban it. I'm warning you in advance. Every time you tell us not to talk about this, I am going to talk about it even more like I did today. So commies have at it. It only proves our point. You will only make us wealthier at Rumble. It's all you'll do. There is nothing. You will never suppress free speech. It will only find another outlet that you're too dumb to see this. 
speaks to your natural communist inclinations, you savage a-holes at Google and YouTube. Morons. Quickly before we get to Ron DeSantis strikes again, this is the real border crisis I've been warning you about now for eons. Ladies and gentlemen, the same mules, traffickers who traffic at our, 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 uh, our fictitious southern border because we don't have one, the same mules who bring kids across for sex trafficking, who bring drugs across, who bring counterfeit money across, are the same people who will bring terrorists across tomorrow. They are getting people killed. Look at this article, Anna Giaritelli, Washington Examiner. This is sad. <laughs> Fentanyl overtakes car crashes as the top cause of death among teenagers in an Arizona border county. Just sad, folks. Kids dying left and right from all this fentanyl being crossed, being crossed, uh, being uh, trafficked across the border. Again, making the point I opened up the show with: freaking liberals are a forest fire. They are a cataclysmic, destructive, morally inept force, burning this country to the ground. I can't stand you. I know you can't stand me. You sicken me. What you're doing to this country, the far left. You are killing people. You are destroying their livelihoods. You are a forest fire like we've never seen. You are the single most destructive force in this country right now. And I am disgusted, disgusted by you and your politics. Been a heavy show, so let me transition to a bit of good news. Here is a Ron DeSantis strikes again. The good news is, although the Republican Party generally sucks, especially elected leaders, as I say often, Republicans aren't the answer to all your problems. Democrats are most certainly the cause of all your problems, however. We do have a new generation of Republicans out there. Uh, the Trump family, a lot of, you know, Don Trump Jr., Ron DeSantis, and others who actually get it. So a bunch of school boards thought it would be a good idea to violate people's God-given rights to liberty and freedom and demand they put unscientifically, I might add, face diapers across their face for their kids, although there's no science to back that up at all. Well, DeSantis is having none of it, so Ron DeSantis decided, yeah, it's time to deduct salaries from these school boards. Power. Use it. The Democrats have learned to do it a long time ago. When you have power and the power to defend liberty and freedom, and you damn well better use it like DeSantis did. Check out this local news report from down here. Now there's less than 48 hours for the Palm Beach County School Board to update the mask mandate and give parents the choice to opt out. But school board members say there won't be any of those changes anytime soon. In a meeting Thursday afternoon, the State Board of Education said a mask requirement with no parental opt-out choice is simply illegal. State board members voted to withhold county board member salaries if they don't comply with their orders. For Palm Beach County, the board will lose more than $27,000 each month for all of these seven board members' salaries combined. There you go. Lefties, there you go. Go do your GoFundMe or whatever. Uh, this is what, this is the way it should be done. You want to engage in unconstitutional mandates, hurting our kids and engaging in unscientific mask nonsense? Mumbo jumbo? Good. You're not going to get paid. Let the left do their GoFundMe or whatever. Make all these idiots rich as long as they don't have jobs later. You know, when we vote them out the right way, do whatever. You can make them stars on MSNBC. Just get them away from our kids. Showing you, again, there's no science whatsoever behind these ridiculous mask mandates. Please read this article. It'll be in my newsletter today, bongito.com slash newsletter. 
As cases plummet in Florida, new data shows forcibly masking kids made no difference. I mean, how many times are we going to talk about this story? I have never seen anything in my life like the mask cult. They actually believe this stuff. These people are engaged in a Jim Jones Kool-Aid-like mass delusion. Ask your kids. It's got to help. Do you have any evidence that helps? No, I have none. Here. Here's the latest press release from Ron DeSantis' press secretary, the fantastic Christina Pershaw, who gets it too. So new COVID cases for children 5 to 17 the vast majority of school-age population, have decreased 79% in the month of September in the 54 Florida counties where school districts have no masking policy or are following state law by honoring the parental opt-out rule. So cases, no mask mandate, cases down 79%. Okay, well, what happened in the mask mandate counties? For comparison, COVID cases in the 13 districts that impose forced masking they have decreased 77%. (laughs) (laughs) Keep it up, dipwads. Keep it up. I've got to mask my kids. I'm so wonderful. Asking my kids, hey, Joey, put your mask on. Come on, Dan. Have a shot with me. (laughs) (laughs) I can't. Joe, I, I'm not kidding, man. Let's for let's just be. I know I, I know. gotta I gotta get to the questions. I just I um, you and I are parents, right? Yeah. And is it? I mean, you would agree, right? This isn't anything controversial. I'm about to ask you, but you would agree okay. with little Joe and uh, with me with Isabel and Amelia. You'd agree, right? You would do anything for your kids, right? You would take the pain away from them and embrace it all yourself, so that your kids didn't have to hurt, right? You would agree with that, right? Bro. It's not. A, in in a, a I know you. I, yeah. I know. And Guy, you'll experience the same thing when you decide, you know, you and Kim are ready to have kids yourself, right? This mask thing bothers me so much because I'm really, I'm so disappointed in the fabric of this country that the 30, 40% of people who call themselves Democrats and liberals are actually willing to hurt their kids, make their kids do something completely unnatural, put a cloth covering over their face, despite the fact there's not a shred of evidence at work. I, I can't believe it. I got to move because I'll stand in this mask thing all day. It's just so frustrating to me how people can be so stupid. I just want to laugh at someone for a minute. You know this Nicole Hannah-Jones from the 1619 farce, the widely discredited and laughed at study of a mock study of American history? Because it's not a real study. It's a joke. Remember that? Saying America is all about slavery all the time. Forget it. Nothing else matters, right? Nicole Hannah-Jones. This is hilarious. This is an actual tweet from her account showing you again how leftists don't know anything and whatever they know is wrong. Nicole (laughs) Hannah-Jones, why do school choice advocates never advocate eliminating school district boundaries and funding schools by local property tax and allowing poor black students to attend white wealthy schools in neighboring municipalities? They don't really want choice, just privatization. (laughs) This This is epic. That is literally what school choice advocates advocate for. These people are so stupid. Again, leftists are a forest fire. This idiot, Nicole Hannah-Jones, this dunce with this absurd, debunked, laughed at 1619 farce project who has gotten very wealthy off this scam, making stuff up about our history, right? It's all about slavery all the time. United States have any redeeming characteristics. Whatever she throws in her garbage, right? 
she's so dumb. She puts out an argument for school choice, not knowing that's literally what school choice advocates argue for. <laughs> you got, <laughs> you got to love these people. They can't possibly get any dumber. They can't. All right. I want to get to questions for Dan. So let me just fire through a couple of these stories because they're important. Update you on the news. And please don't miss unfiltered tomorrow. I am going to go just ape hit with an S in front of it on my monologue because I'm really in a mood and I am ready to rock and roll unfiltered Fox news channel. Thank you for blowing up our ratings tomorrow, Saturday, 10 PM. If you can't watch it live, set your DVR. That counts too. We really, really, really appreciate it. All right. So the golden rule strikes again. What's the golden rule, Joe? That most uh, Republicans are really Democrats up on the Hill and yet no Democrats are really Republicans. Proving my point again, the golden rule will never let you down. We had the opportunity to stand up um, and not raise the debt ceiling. Let the Democrats do it all on their own. They had the votes. But of course, Democrats wanted Republicans on the record for helping destroy the country and push us into bankruptcy. And of course, Republicans quickly obliged. Um, not all of them, but uh, uh, 11 idiots or 10 idiots decided it was a good idea to do that. Washington Examiner, Senate votes to push debt crisis off until December, of course. Now, I want you to keep this in mind as you listen to this piece of sound by Chuck Schumer, who is another epic loser. Chuck Schumer did not need a single Republican vote to hike the debt ceiling. He could have done it by reconciliation. They have an effective majority in the Senate and a majority in the House. Mitch McConnell, who is just a total scrub, has just bailed. I mean, he did a lot of good stuff with the justices on the Supreme on the Supreme Court, excuse me, has done nothing else since then, has become a total sellout. He gave Chuck Schumer all the votes he needed to make sure now Republicans can be thrown into the bus too for bankrupting the country. You think Chuck Schumer would thank him, right? Showing you how the Democrats, there are no Democrats who are really Republicans, but a lot of Republicans who are really Democrats. Here is Chuck Schumer basically sticking it to Mitch McConnell and the Republicans and watch Joe Manchin in the background, the Democrat shaking his head right after the Republicans bail him out, showing you again, that Democrats understand power. You almost have to applaud them for it. And Republicans never will check this out. Solving this Republican manufactured crisis, despite immense opposition from leader McConnell and members of his conference, our caucus held together and we've pulled our country back from the cliff's edge that Republicans tried to push us over. You see Manchin in the background? He's like, yeah. You know what, Joe, serious, good for Schumer. Good for Schumer. I'm, I'm serious. I'm not kidding. I, I, I cannot disagree with these idiots more. They are a forest fire cancer on this country. At least they know how to exercise power. Not Republicans. Now, I want to hat tip the, you know, 40 Republicans that did the right thing. Shouldn't throw them all under the bus. But here are the Republicans who voted with the Democrats to bankrupt the country. Mitch McConnell, John Thune, huge disappointment. Uh, John Cornyn, huge disappointment. Lisa Murkowski, totally expected. She's really a Democrat, total phony. Shelley Moore Capito, the hell's your excuse? Richard Shelby, totally expected. Rob Portman, 100% expected. Susan Collins, actual Democrat, right? Mike Rounds, John Barrasso, John Barrasso, John Barrasso, another fake Republican, and Roy Blunt. There you go, folks. Even Romney wasn't with that crew. <sighs> yeah, that's saying a lot. 
All right. Uh, we got time here. Yeah, we got time. Let's motor through this. Uh, next uh, next story, the legal insurrection, folks. PolitiFact at it again. Jim, you got to queue up flat, Fact Checker Clown Show. We're going to need that today for the radio show. It's time for a Fact Checker Clown Show. Uh, they're at it again. So this is just a funny story. It's in my show notes, but again, showing you how fact checkers are just a branch of a larger Democrat conspiracy against the truth using big tech to block uh, uh, the topic, you know, global warming and uh, talk of global warming. They use the fact checkers. These, uh, these, they're basically private companies to suppress the truth. So Chuck Grassley was at a hearing the other day and brought up some data on voter ID, suggesting in the hearing that voter ID is, there's broad support for it. You can see in this article, legal insurrection. Well, there is broad support for it. A Monmouth University poll, as is indicated in the legal insurrection article, found 80% of respondents supported it. Pew found 76% supported voter ID. An AP poll found 72% support voter ID. Well, you got to get the fact checkers in there. So what? here's PolitiFact to the rescue in one of their ridiculous tweets. It's always about with them. This is PolitiFarce. It's a scam with a tweet during a hearing on voting rights named for U.S. Rep. John Lewis. Senator Grassley said that a majority of voters support voter ID laws. We found that polls overlook nuances in the debate. I just read you the data. <sighs> Folks, the fact checkers, they are part of the iron triangle of stupid. The left-wing media, congressional committees and, and institutional liberals in the bureaucracy, and activist groups on the outside. They are here to push a narrative. They want fake elections. They don't want voter ID. So what do they do? They, the fact checkers have to come to the rescue and rescue the American public from themselves. Uh, one quick story, and then we'll get to corrections. Uh, we'll get to uh, questions and a correction. It's kind of a Freudian slip there. AFL requests uh, the America First Legal requests the DOJ OIG investigation into Garland's memorandum. You know the memorandum targeting parents who show up at school board meetings? Good for America First Legal. They want the documents and they damn well should get them. This is a big deal. And I just want to read this correction before we get to questions and my last sponsor. Showing you again why fact checkers are a total clown show. The media should be laughed at, um, laughed at, mocked. The 1619 Project should be mocked. It's a joke and laughed at. All these people don't know anything. Whatever they know is wrong. Listen to this correction. What they should have done with this correction from the New York Times is deleted the entire article whatsoever. The correction corrects the entire article about uh, vaccines, kids, coronavirus infection. Read this correction. An earlier version of the article incorrectly described actions taken by regulators in Sweden and Denmark. They've halted use of the Moderna vaccine in children. They've not begun offering single doses. The article also misstated the number of COVID hospitalizations in U.S. children. It's more than 63,000 from August to October, not 900,000 since the beginning. <laughs> in addition, the article misstated the timing of an FDA meeting on authorization of Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine for children. It is later this month, not next week. Listen, in cases like this, I will forgive you, right? If you just issue a correction that states, this article sucks. We got absolutely nothing right. It's a total scam. Therefore, to save ourselves against future humili humiliation, we are deleting the entire edition of the New York Times from the newspaper and from the web on this day. Thank you. Have a nice day. I'm doing a segment at the end of my Fox show tomorrow, too, about trust in institutions and the media is going to become a good part of it. Bad part of it. Don't miss that. Yeah, I know. He said, oh, boy.
I'm in a mood today. Ready to go for the show. All right, let me get to my last sponsor and then with Joe's favorite sponsor. And then we'll take good, good questions this weekend. Questions for Dan. I had to fire through this stuff fast. There's a lot of material on Friday. Let me just tease something for Monday too. There's a Real Clear article, Real Clear Investigations article about the tech executives who were involved in the spying operation on Donald Trump. It is incredible. I'm going to cover it on Monday. There are some mind-blowing little tidbits in this thing. It's in my show note newsletter today, so if you want to get a head start, it's a fascinating, fascinating piece. I, don't, I, I need a lot of time on that, though. All right, question one. Dan, you always seem humble and open to things that have happened to you. My question is, have you been wrong or felt that your mind was changed on a topic you were passionate about? I know we follow facts, not emotions, something I wish the left would understand. That's from Tanner Mink. Yeah, yeah, I have changed my mind about a lot of stuff. I think that's the hallmark of uh, mature scientific inquiry is that you're open to facts and data that change. I'd say the biggest one, uh, free trade. How me as an economic libertarian, I've always been a passionate free trader. And I still am for a lot of reasons. I've, you know, if China wants to be the capital of rubber dog toys while we produce high-tech industry, then let them do it. But free trade with China, folks, without regard for national security or anything else and the hollowing out of many portions of America has clearly been destructive. And I think being a free trade absolutist, as I always have been, has been a mistake. I've said that. I've repeated it on the show. Joe, you've heard me multiple times. Um, you know, I think it was a mistake. I think we thought when we admitted China to the WTO um, that they would engage in free and fair trade, they'd become economically prosperous and people would clamor for more liberty. Well, none of that happened. China just became the world's largest surveillance state, started using the money we give them to finance a military intent on destroying us. So, yeah, my mind has been changed about a lot of things. A lot of things. But that's the big one. He agrees, too. Good. He should, because I was totally wrong about it. Question two. How does one get ready for the digital dollar? Gold used to be standard sanctuary, but apparently not so much anymore. Keeping your money isn't safe isn't an option. Do tell. Mo Gayton, I told you about the digital dollar. The Federal Reserve wants to institute a digital dollar so they can watch everything, everything you do online. There'll be no cash. And they want to tell you where you can spend your money. Can't buy a gun if they tell you you can't, right? You want the hard answer to this question? There is no way to prepare for a digital dollar. Thanks for the question, but that's why I'm so concerned about it. There is no way around it. If the only legal tender is the digital dollar and they start phasing out cash, how are you going to buy anything? I mean, Jim on the show, I'm uh, Jim, producer Jim put together that goats for guns parody. What are you going to do? Barter? I mean, you could, I guess, I guess you could trade your car for a, you know, uh, uh, for a, for a firearm or for dairy products or whatever it may be. But there is no way. That's why I'm so worried about it. There is no way around it. Especially if they ban crypto. I'm very concerned. There's no good way around it. There are a number, again, barter. I guess if, you know, Bitcoin wasn't legal, but you know, they'll ban that too. That's why I'm so concerned about it. Okay, here's a good question. Hey, Dan, I watch the show every day on Rumble. Obviously, thank you. This is from Swanson 209. But I hear about your radio show, and I'd like to listen to it. How do I do it? Uh, these are real questions. By the way, we don't make these questions up, folks. It's not like, hey, let me promote the radio show. 
If you do not have the radio show on in your local radio market, go to Bongino.com, 12 to 3 every day. Radio show's right there. You can listen at Bongino.com. Also, Fox Nation runs it live on Fox Nation. There's a video camera. Uh, Fox Nation, you can see it live right there. Just subscribe to Fox Nation. Put in Dan Bongino. You watch the show every day. We, this camera stays on during the break. I always laugh. I'm not responsible for what happens during the break. It's a funny shot. I, sometimes I forget. Fox Nation, Bongino.com. But please, if you can, listen on your local radio stations. I really would uh, appreciate if you support the local radio stations that have taken a shot on us and carried the show. And it's been very successful. We're over 300 radio stations right now. So we appreciate that. Okay, this is a fantastic question. Dan, if we clean house in uh, 2022 and take back the White House in 2024, what's the first thing we should do to set the country back on the right track again? That's from MK90Maker. Here, here's what I would do right away. You want the? I'll give you the plan right here, quick. Balanced budget amendment. Institute a flat tax or the fair tax. I know they're not the same thing, but I'll take at this point either one. Institute national reciprocity. You can carry a gun in Florida. You can carry a gun in New York. Second Amendment doesn't uh, subside in New York. National reciprocity. National reciprocity. Four, abolish the Department of Education. Turn over all the education funding back to the states where it came from. Five, personalize health care. Get rid of Medicaid. Only keep Medicare for people 55 and older, 55 and younger. Personalize it. Give them back their tax money in the form of, uh, of, of a personalized account. Six, personal IRAs for everyone. Get rid of Social Security for people 55 and younger. There should be no Social Security for them. There's no money to pay for it. Allow them to put their own money in a retirement account. Seven, unlimited, uh, unlimited deductions for investment. Anything you invest into your company, a capital that you should be able to write off right away. Right away. We would cause an explosion of new factories and growth. Eight, Make the amount of money people could deposit into their IRAs, 401ks, and retirement account a, uh, a larger percentage of the income. I would allow them even go up to 50%. You'd see an explosion in investment in the economy, jobs everywhere. Do that, the country would change in a heartbeat. You would have the most prosperous society ever in the history of humankind. You'd see GDP growth anywhere from 4 to, I think, 8 to 10%. They'll never do it because it's common sense, and liberals are a forest fire. Okay, next question. Um, hey, Dan, last week you were in New York City and you were on the air the entire day, sometimes four times in a day. How do you keep from losing your voice? By the way, I love your show. Um, as you can tell, that's uh, Jill H. Reese. Well, I do lose my voice. You can probably hear it right now. If you ever see me on the radio show, if you watch on Fox Nation, that's where the video is, um, I always have green tea. Green tea I drink for a lot of reasons. Uh, number one, because of the whole you know, cancer scare thing. Well, it was a scare. We had it, but, uh, so, but secondly, the, I need it because my voice, as you can hear right now, by the end of the week, um, it goes, I mean, it just goes. I think my vocal cords are probably scarred up from talking as long as I do every day, but it's not easy. Uh, sometimes I'm tired on some of those shows, but I'll, I'll tell you this. I never do a show if I don't feel like doing it. I always promise you that. And I mean it right, Joe, we've been saying that from the beginning, If I don't feel like doing it. I'm not doing yeah. it. Yeah. Really? And it's just, it's an injustice to you. A lot of times I'm really super tired. And what I do is before I go on the air, I just read something that Democrats and the rotting bag of bones in the White House did. I get all excited and my light switch turns on. I'm not kidding. It's really that simple. 
All right, next question. Is there anything on your Wikipedia page that's incorrect? Pepto Pro 17. All right. Yes. They call Spygate a conspiracy. That's laughable. They say that I falsely claim the elections were rigged. Uh, I believe the elections were rigged. I think the answer is obvious. They deleted the Hunter Biden story from the collective memory of the Internet before the election. There was unconstitutional changes in election law. Um, so that's uh, that's a hoax. They call me an election myth super spreader of misinformation. False. I am a truth teller. They just don't like it. And they say at one point I resisted talking about business interests I had before I ran for office. I did. I used to run a company, uh, a company that produced uh, uh, footwear for uh, mixed martial arts. I was I had a consulting business. But uh, what's what <laughs> understand resisted? I'm just talking about it right now. They just made that up, of course, because it's Scamopedia. Quick one. Uh, will you talk about George Soros on your Fox show? Wow, RS Anchor. Convenient. We're actually going to talk about that on the show tomorrow night. There's a, a, a bit at the end on that. So, yes, I of course I will. I talk about it on the show all the time. Uh, next one. Dan, I, the guy's thinking about starting a podcast and says, I wonder what all the suppression and censorship and the tactics used by the left, is it worth it? Uh, Bobby DeCairo. Yeah, Bobby, I think it is worth it. But get ready for significant blowback, and there's a lot of expenses involved in a podcast. All right, can we? Yeah, let's get these last ones. Dan, what is the tattoo on your upper left arm? Humble Racer 45. Um, it's an eagle because I love America. You can, see, can you see that? It's the whole thing, I think. It's an old one. I got it when I was younger. It's, uh, and last one, Dan, how do you manage everything you do? Kind of a lame question, but really you seem so organized. Mel Z, 1106. Scheduling, discipline, no freaking excuses. That's how. I mean, even when I went through chemo, we never missed a show. Discipline, man. That's how you do it. Just, uh, you want a bit of advice? Best advice I ever saw from the book, The Black Swan, right? Collect opportunities, but never chase trains. Collect opportunities. I mean, whenever you see an opportunity to do something, go to a meeting, whatever, and better yourself, take it. But secondly, don't chase trains. Train leaves at 8 o'clock. You damn well better be there by 7.55. Discipline. Get up earlier than you need to. You want the answer. That's it. Hey, thanks for tuning in. Don't miss my show, Unfiltered, on Fox tomorrow night, 10 p.m. We'd really appreciate it. The show's going to be really good. I got Pete Hegseth coming on, Charles Payne on The Economy. He's always electric on that. You're not going to want to miss it. We have a loaded show. See you all tomorrow. Good day, oh, well, sir. We, oh, sorry, Joe. One more thing before we go. Good day, sir. And let's go, Brandon. We'll see you all on Monday. Good day, sir. You just heard Dan Bongino.